RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to In the Trenches. My name is Ian Beckles, and we have plenty to talk about today. Uh, a lot of things happening in the NFL, some of which are happening with our beloved Bucks, and some other things going on around the league. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a big fan of Hard Knocks. I, lo- I love the show. There's not too many HBO shows I really watch anymore. That would be one of them. Um, I thought they were all great, other than the one the Bucks did. I thought that was bubbly and fluffy. Uh, but I, I just like the way they're done. If I would, if I was playing, I would hate for my team to be represented at Hard Knocks. It would just, it just wouldn't be, um, it wouldn't be anything positive because it's showing the inner workings of what's going on in practice, and you know, showing guys get beat and guys talking trash, and it's gonna, it's gonna make people talk more trash, and that doesn't ever work out well on the football field. So, as a player, I'm happy that wasn't around when I was here. Or anywhere, um, but Hard Knocks is something I love to watch. To me, it's a no-brainer. If they can figure out a way to get the Raiders locked in for Hard Knocks with John Gruden, who loves the camera, the camera loves him. Antonio Brown, um, they got Mike Mayock there now. Uh, there's so much happening there all the time that uh, to me, that's a no-brainer. If they can figure out a way to go there. Um, you know, John Gruden is not scared to make ballistic decisions regardless. You know, they, they drafted this kid, Cleland Farrell, uh, out of Clemson, and everybody's up in arms. Oh, my God, he's how can they pick him that soon? He would have been. Listen, I, I, I hate that talk because every year there's somebody gets picked somewhere that somebody says could have been picked later, and you don't know that. You don't know what people's draft boards. You really don't. Remember last year, you know, the, the, the Colts went out and picked uh, Quentin Nelson. Oh my God, I can't believe you picked a guard that soon. You redraft. Uh, I bet a few people above the Colts pick Quentin Nelson. He's that good. So you never know um, where people are going to fall. All right. And with the Raiders, if they figure out, I mean, Mayock and those guys sent all the, the scouts home for the, the, the combine. It would just be good viewing. Okay. So I'm hoping that's the situation. I hope that happens. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are going to have to make a decision here with Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak Prescott's a kind of an anomaly to me. Um, like if you put Dak Prescott on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I don't think Dak Prescott's that good. I think Dak Prescott's about as good as his surroundings. And that's what I say about Jameis Winston. It's really hard to evaluate somebody that hasn't had surroundings. Can you imagine you put Jameis Winston on the Dallas Cowboys a couple years ago and they have Zeke Zeke Elliott running for 1,500, 1,800 yards. You got a good offensive line. Um, Your defense is getting better. The situation becomes different as a football player. You don't have to do as much. You don't have to make as many uh, crazy decisions that he does. I'm not saying he wouldn't, but he'll be in a situation where uh, he won't have to take as many chances. I and mean, you know, if you only throw the ball 30 times a game as opposed to 45 times a game, you're going to make a lot less mistakes. That's math. So the Dallas Cowboys have to figure out whether they, you know, cake up Dak Prescott, who I just think is a middle-of-the-road quarterback, now, not anybody can quarterback the Dallas Cowboys. That's a tough situation. Um, and 
you know, you become a rock star when you're the starting quarterback for Dallas Cowboys. I just don't know if he's done enough to warrant that max contract. But you, you can't let even average quarterbacks go anymore. And nobody does. You very rarely see them move. And when you do see them move, it usually doesn't work. So, uh, you know, I, I foresee the Dallas Cowboys probably um, opening up the bank. They got money. Jerry Jones has the money and uh, probably retaining Dak Prescott. From what I hear, he's a pretty darn good leader. And that goes a long way as well. Now, speaking of leadership, our beloved Bucks. Uh, made a bunch of moves last week. Uh, first of all, they released McCoy, which we knew was going to happen. And then they signed Adama Kung Su, uh, which I applauded. Uh, I, I I enjoy the way Su plays. That was before he came here. Uh, one of my qualms, I guess, with Gerald McCoy is I just don't enjoy the way he plays. I'm not saying he doesn't play hard. I'm not saying he doesn't love the game of football. That's not really my style of football player. My style of football player is Sue. Just grimy, gritty. When I'm asking for grimy people, that Sue is the epitome of being grimy. Beating people up all game long, wearing them down, um, and got a little mean edge to him. And when I sit and I listen to all this talk in the press. And let me tell you guys something. Uh, I played in the league for a while and I've been in the press for longer. Okay. So I kind of see what's happening behind closed doors. You have to watch the press. Okay. You have to watch and listen to the press. A lot of the press just don't talk bad about anybody. Like they, they have their guys. They don't talk bad about them. I don't have any guys. All right. I don't have any I don't hang out with none of the players. I'm not in the locker room. I ain't tossing there a salad in that locker room. I don't give a rat's ass what your name is. So I'm going to talk about you the way I see fit. All right? Now, Jerry McCoy, now that he's gone, was one of those guys that nobody wanted to mess with because he was sensitive, sensitive on social media. He blocked me from social media. It's the only person I've ever known to have blocked me in social media. I've never blocked anybody. I don't know what would they have to do to block him. So... A lot of these media members, I'm hearing them saying, well, Sue's a better football player, but he's not as good in the locker room. You know what that means? I'm going to tell you exactly what that means. He may not talk to me as much because they don't know the way a player is in a locker room and the leadership. There's no way they could possibly know because when the press is in the locker room, that ain't the locker room. That ain't the locker room. The locker room is when nobody else in the locker room, just players, not even coaches. So for the press to think that leadership has to do with a player talking to them tells you how little they know about leadership. Because a lot of times that company man, and I'm doing air quotes, and from what I hear through the grapevine, and the grapevine is inside. Gerald McCoy was that guy. That ain't got nothing to do with leadership. Everybody thinks that leadership is a guy that pulls somebody aside and grabs them and says, you got to play harder. I've never seen that, ever. I've never seen it. This is what leadership is to me. I see Paul Gruber play 11 straight years without meaning missing a snap. That's leadership. Paul Gruber didn't say a word. I don't even know if he knew 12 words. But every Sunday he's playing, he don't come out the game, he doesn't complain about nothing, he studies his ass off, and on the film on Monday, it looks good. That's leadership. Hardy Nickerson was a leader. He didn't didn't say shit to me. We used to fight in practice all the damn time, but I knew 
that he was bringing toughness to the team. That's leadership. Mike Allstott never said a word. But when you're seeing him bounce off people and running over cats, and that's leadership. That makes everybody want to play harder. Everybody wants to think that the guy who talks in the press is the leader. It's not. I'm telling you it's not. And Sue is the type of guy that you're going to put on the defense and you're going to make him tougher immediately. So if you don't want that, you're not a Buccaneer fan. If you want to stick with the nice guy, then go ahead. But what is it? Ha- what is it done? You, leadership. Dominican Sue was in a Super Bowl last year. He should know what it looks like now. Jerome McCoy doesn't know what it looks like. He certainly does not. He doesn't even know what a good defense looks like. Now I don't know where he ends up landing. I got an email here. If anybody wants to email me, ask me any questions, it's uh, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. And basically, uh, it was from. Brad Solberger, who does email me quite often and has some good questions. Uh, he says, uh, I bet you dinner he goes, meaning McCoy, to NFC South just to say F you bucks. Now, if you start making decisions from uh, emotion, you're going to get yourself in trouble, right? And when I left here and I played here seven years, when I left here, I didn't want to come back. I didn't want to come back. I thought it would be too emotional. I didn't want to come back and play here. I didn't want to play against my ex-teammates. It's too much. So you got to watch what you ask for, all right? So I don't know if that's the case. I mean, from what I hear, the Dallas Cowboys are hot on him, I guess. Uh, Cleveland brought him through. Baltimore. Um, he's going to find somewhere to play. He's going to find somewhere to play. And uh, I'm not saying I, he's not going to have any success. It didn't make sense here anymore, okay? It just didn't make any sense here anymore. And here I got another email from uh, Pizza Lover. Uh, he basically is asking, is the signing of Sue going to make our offensive line better as well? You know, you know Dominican Sue's not going to bring his A game in practice, not in his age, okay? Uh, Ali Marpet and those guys, if they're not tough now, they ain't going to get tough. I mean, I had Ali Marpet on our show last week, and all I begged him was, is, uh, let's, let's, let, the, let this offensive line be the toughest group on the field. Because that's the pulse of your team is your offensive line and your defensive line. And if they're bad son bitches, um, then that it, it always rubs off on the rest of the team. Trust me. Trust me on that one. So, you know, I, I see, I, I can see Gerald McCoy going to Dallas and Rod Marinelli, you know, getting under him, under his skin a little bit and making him a better football player than he is. All right. He, he, the funny part is he's made six Pro Bowls, I believe, and he, he could still get better. He really could. And Rod Marinelli might be that guy. Now, we found out in the offseason that um, with the car crash, JPP may not be part of this team. Uh, JPP's lost a waste a lot of money, all right? With blowing his hand off um, on the 4th of July, he lost a lot of money there. Um, and now messing around and breaking your neck on a car crash, you know, that has nothing to do with football. The Bucks don't have to pay him. So if he goes through this year, he ain't gonna get paid, man. It's that hurts when you when you can when you expect to make eight million dollars and you don't make anything. I don't care how much money you have saved up. That hurts. And they saw a picture of him in, in um, social media. He had a big smile. Um, that could be a facade. I mean, he's going through a lot. Obviously, he was there. He was in a hospital room with a neck brace and his pops. Um, and you, you hope for the best, okay? Because it doesn't seem like a bad guy. 
Uh, he played his ass off last year, played through some injuries, and he's the type of attitude that that we want, okay? We want that to start changing the attitude here, and I don't know if that's going to happen now that JPP, if he misses this season, I don't know what his future is going to be like with the Bucks. We will see. You never know in the NFL. Now, I, I read that Vita V is slimming down a little bit to try to keep himself healthy. You know, being slim doesn't mean you're going to stay healthy because your knees, um, your ankles and all that kind of stuff, you roll them, they don't, they don't care. You know, uh, some guys play at 400 pounds and stay healthy. Like Vince, Vince Wolfork and Ted Washington and all those guys, they played at high, 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 but you couldn't move them. And, you know, be honest with you, Vita V is actually a, a, a more active defensive lineman than those other guys I just mentioned. He's a big cat. But he can move. I'm if he stays healthy this year, I'm predicting a good year from Vita. And one of the knocks that actually Warren Sapp had of Vita when me and Warren went back and forth was he just he thought he was too big to be playing in the Florida sun. So maybe dropping a, a few pounds would help. It's hot. Training camp is hot, and football is hot on Sundays in in Tampa Bay land here. You know, they have a seven-game seven road <laughs> trip. <laughs> I don't know. I tell you what, you wonder why the Buccaneers never get any respect. You know, the Buccaneers have to, you got to earn your own respect. You know that, right? So in the last 16 years, what have the Buccaneers done to earn respect after the Super Bowl? What have we done? We're the laughing stock. I mean, I think one playoff appearance, uh, you know, six head coaches, I think four GMs. It ain't good. So if you're going to screw one team, it's going to be the Buccaneers because they, they we haven't made noise in a long, long time. If Bruce Arians can jump in here with this group of, uh, like, the Latin from Misfit Toys almost and put this thing together and put a good football team together, he's going to convince me of the importance of coaching because I say at times coaching can be overrated and there's times where coaching can be underrated as well. Great coaches are great coaches. But great coaches are usually good evaluators of talent, and they usually have great teachers around around them. So that's not a coincidence. Once again, if anybody ever wants to uh, email me, ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. I got a bunch of other uh, podcasts as well if you guys want to tune in. And also the Ron and Ian show uh, Monday through Friday uh, on 95.3 FM and 620 AM. I appreciate you guys listening in. Um, there's always something to talk about with our beloved Bucks and uh, the NFL as well. And I'll be back next week uh, talking more Buccaneers and NFL talk. Have a wonderful week. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a Sitting Ringside with David Penzer Quick Fix on Radio Influence. This week on City Ringside, we welcome WWE Hall of Famer, owner of Clearwater Beach Fitness, a man who has had a 50-plus year career and has done it all, Bushwhacker Luke Williams. People buy tickets today to watch the cavalcade of superstars to defy moves. Right. Yesterday, right. yesterday, which I mean 80s and 70s, they bought tickets to see the baby face beat the bad guy because the bad guy got a lot of heat. Now go back to go back to Muhammad Ali. He talked that shit. He pissed the people off. He bragged. People bought tickets. Those pay per views those days and those big ballparks. You know, people don't realize, but in Manila, the children of Manila, and up in Penang, and in the southeast, 
They just bought back 80,000 Muhammad Ali through because people wanted to see him. They fired from all over the world to see him get knocked out. You, are, you know, the gates weren't, were, cash-wise, weren't the figure of today. Of course not. But the crowds were there to see the good guy beat the bad guy. It's, it's a totally different business. You're 100% and right. The death-defying moves, you know. Yeah. I've adopted the new style too, mate. You know, I still do the selling and that. But, you know, my entrance is a big thing. The bushwhack entrance coming through the whole arm swinging knees up in the air and going around the ring and smacking hands and doing the woe in the air. <laughs> you know, that's our entrance and, and, and the people buy it. Yeah, they want to see us come through those curtains on fire, not walk through the curtains. We're baby faces. We've got to show them that we've got fire. Sitting ringside with David Penzer can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.